Good morning and welcome into another edition of Meet Me at Mutual. I'm your host, Daniel Shopdahl, C70 at the bat at C70 on Twitter with me as always. Alan Medlock from Red Dirt Red Bird and A Medlock 1 on Twitter. Coming to you Saturday morning, um, the last Saturday of the regular season. Uh, Alan, by the time we get together next week, the Cardinals will be playing postseason ball, and that's because this was a clincher week. It was been a... I don't know that it's been an eventful week, but it's had some highlights for sure. Yeah, it was uh, so nice to go in and uh, just uh, cut their heart out um, in Milwaukee early and get that thing done and not have any drama built up with uh, the potential of losing both of those. Michael has stepped up, and you can't beat it. Now you can kind of gear up and kind of see who you play next, and Milwaukee has seemed to kind of turn it around a little bit, so you may be seeing them again. Yeah, it does seem like there's, and that's the that's something that's really going to be great, I think, for the Cardinals, is that Milwaukee and Philadelphia are going to have to pretty much play almost to the very end, right? I mean, they're going to have to, they can't rest pitchers, they can't rest players, they've got to play all out almost all week long um, to get in, and that could be a, a a good thing for the Cardinals. I think I looked in, you know, the way that things are going, if Milwaukee gets in, Corbin Burns can't, I don't know if he can even pitch in the first round. If he does, it's, you know, it's late. It's the second or third game. Um, I think the same thing with maybe Zach Wheeler or or Aaron Nola for the Phillies. You know, if they're pitching, if they have to throw their, you know, main guy on Tuesday or Wednesday with only one day off before the playoffs, um, it it puts them a little bit behind, behind the eight ball to some degree. Um, and I think, you know, again, not that the Cardinals can't beat either one of those teams because they can, but if you don't have to face their top pitchers, that's just so much the better. No, I agree with that. And that's, uh, to actually see Milwaukee get off the mat and get back into this kind of made me a little nervous. Cause I mean, you don't want to see Burns and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, is it uh, Woodruff, Woodruff. The, uh, um, in that first round? Cause you know, two out of three, even being in St. Louis, that's tough. You know, because they've historically had bad numbers against those guys. So, yeah, I hope they battle it out and uh, and see how it goes. But, but yeah, that, that was my gut reaction to it. I was like, man, I really kind of hate to see those two in the first round. But familiarity may 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 be better in that situation. So, I don't know. But it's going to be exciting to watch that the end of next week just to see how it all plays out. Yeah, I think, I think best case scenario for the Cardinals would be that – it goes down to the final day and Philadelphia gets in um, to, cause they've had a lot of trouble with Zach Wheeler for sure uh, over the last little bit. I know that 
he always seems to get matched up with Adam Wainwright this season and always seem to get, you know, they were always good games. Um, you know, if you can, if you can miss Wheeler or Nola, at least later on. Now the, the, the flip side of that is you get to a game three and you have to face one of those guys. That's, that's not great. Either. Yeah. Um, sometimes you'd rather face them in, in the first game, but you know, if you can win the first two, you don't have to worry about it. So um, there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of things to still watch this week, even as the Cardinals are celebrating. It's it's the the state of baseball today, right? That we went into uh, Tuesday night with a magic number of three for the Cardinals and they clinched. I mean, that's, you know, that's just because of the tiebreaker and all that kind of stuff that we didn't have before. Right. I mean, that they wouldn't have been able to do that uh, any year, but, you know, before this year. Um, and that's a little weird. I mean, it doesn't really matter too much, I don't guess, but it's just a little bit strange that we're, we're sitting here talking a lot about tiebreakers and, you know, anytime you start talking about tiebreakers, I feel you're getting into football territory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so. It's, uh, I, 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 it was funny because I, that wasn't my first reaction, but I did kind of think along those lines the other day is when a quick pitch let off with the Braves and the Mets preview. And that's, they said, you know, one win and they'll have a tiebreaker over them as far as, uh, you know, where they'll be and, and, and whatnot. So, so yeah, I mean, I like the format. I'm, I, I'm, I'm skeptical to see, not skeptical. I'm curious to see how it works out here in the next few weeks. Cause I love to host in the three game series. Um, but you know, it, I'm also not the biggest fan of the buy type scenario. So, right. so, you know, I, I don't know, you know, but, uh, I, I'm all for, you know, the more the merrier a playoff type deal. I kind of wish everybody would have to host one. I feel like that would be the advantage. So, uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see how, how it turns out. Well, I'm, I'm sure at some point in time we'll add, you know, two more teams into that. I would think so. And, you know, then you don't have to worry about the regular season at all. But um, that's me being, me being the grump. But, uh, you know, and we do miss – you do lose out on something that baseball has always had is that, you know, that playoff game, that game 163, or, you know, originally – um, you know, back in the what the four, the fifties or sixties or whenever it was started, the you know it was a best of three to to start with, but um, but of course that was because you had a best of three and then you went to the World Series, um, you know. But those game one sixty threes are always interesting. Uh, thankfully, the Cardinals have never actually had to play in one, um, so it's a lot more it's, it's a lot easier to say they're interesting when you're not the team that's involved with your life. But then again, that was pretty much the wild card game, right? And yeah, yeah. Said, a little bit including last year so um i i yeah, we'll see how this all works out i i think um i'm gonna be very interested to see how that buy works because you know baseball being the game that it is and then you sit for a week you know i mean yeah you get to start you get you know everybody's fresh and everybody's you know starters are ready but you know they're also a little bit off of routine and stuff like that so you know, we'll see how that works. If the, I don't know if the, if the buy teams continue to win for the next five, six years, if nobody ever upsets a, a you know, a first or second seed, uh, I think they probably go back to the drawing board a little bit because that rest may be too much of an advantage. Sure. And that, it, that rest in baseball just doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, I've always felt that way that it's just the, the rhythmic, uh, the day to day is what makes it yeah. so nice. So, I understand the building in the advantage, but I always felt like it was building an advantage more of you 
what the Cardinals may look into is disrupting the pitching of right. the two wildcard teams that are that are pursuing. They're going to have to go to their ace to the end to make sure they get in. I felt like that's as big as advantage than going and setting and waiting for who you're playing next. You know, that's – I'm not so certain that's just – I don't know why I, I – that's almost what leads me to the, the uh, uh, additional three-game series hosting it because, A, you host it at home, and, B, you're going to get to face somebody with depleted pitching potentially. You know, that's – I feel like that's yeah. that's more advantageous than setting back and, and resting. Perhaps, yeah. But then again, that's you know, that's at least two more games that you have to win. Three, possibly three more games you have to play um, to get there. I mean, we we know how. I mean, it didn't stop the wild card teams very often, right? But they did sometimes seem to run out of gas a little bit um, once you got that extra play in game. You know, back in back in eleven and before that, when it was you know just an extra team in the playoffs. You know, we saw a lot of wild card teams get to the World sure. Series and win the World Series, yeah. obviously. Um, but, you know, I think after 12, when you had to play in game, um, I'd have to look, but I don't feel like there was just a whole lot of, you know, I think that really put a damper on world wild card teams winning. Yeah. Um, just that one extra game of, you know, winner take all, you have to play your best pitcher, and then all of a sudden, then you're in a little bit of a, Okay, well, he can't go in the first couple of games of the first round, yeah. and just another, just another, you know, travel, another set of games. So now you got to win what? If if you're the Cardinals, you win twelve games, thirteen games to get to the let's say two, two and three, right? The second is the second round. They're all seven except for the first round, right? Yeah. Or, okay. Uh, that may not be right. I'm not. I'm not completely certain on that. I remember if they they haven't done a very good job as well of promoting this new format. I will say uh, that because it's kind of tough to find brackets. Yeah, I mean, I can. Yeah, they usually put out something. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, expanded playoffs. Blah blah blah. Format. Uh, first round by. Okay. Oh, yeah, best of five division series. Okay. okay. So it's three five seven seven. So it's four, four, three, two. So thirteen, I guess. Um, that's just extra games. I mean, you know, that's just you know more games you have to win, um, more times you you know to mess with your pitching. I just think it's it's going to be harder, and that's what's a little bit disappointing about you know the Cardinals winning their division. Granted, they weren't as strong as any of these two. In fact, they're not as strong as whoever's going to come in second uh, in the NL East, at least record wise. Um, but still having to play that first round, you know what, you know what I'm saying? That's a, it's like, it is an advantage to win the division because you're hosting at home and stuff, but it's not as much of a, as an advantage as maybe we would like to see. Yeah. That's it. That goes back to the, where I'm not the biggest fan of the three divisions in each league anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, this one, I, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of hoping this goes down a, a different path that we would actually start looking into some expansion, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, with the, uh, when they uh, agree, had the new agreement and it, we may get there at some point. I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, it, this works so much better with the, with the four divisions in each, but yeah, that's, it's not, you're, you're right. I mean, you're still going to be in the same boat um, after, you know, outplaying everybody in your division. 
but not outplaying everybody in other divisions. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I right. I can't, I kind of think we're th- saying the same thing there. But yeah, no, I yeah. agree with you. And it's uh, it's uh, you know, I feel like there's some of this. Well, it's nice to get in, but then it kind of stinks for that lower division team. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I mean, I get it. Like I said, you know, Atlanta or the Mets are going to have a better record, and they're probably going to have a, more of a gripe that they're having to play in the first round. But you know, they didn't win their division. Somebody was yeah. better than them. Um, I you know. It, there's obviously going to be tweaks. And I think we've reached that era. And I think we've talked about this maybe last week as well, but we've kind of reached that era where I feel like every off season, something's going to change in baseball, whether it's a rules, whether it's the postseason. is it just, you know, we've talked about next year, the changes that we're going to see on the field. And then, you know, two years from now, they'll probably tweak something else or they'll change the playoff to, you know, best of five and the, or, or, you know, they'll, they'll do something. And I just don't feel like we're going to have a extended run of consistency like we've pretty much had in the past. I feel like, and, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a, a, an ability to adjust to what they're seeing and not necessarily being stuck in the, you know, of, uh, this is what we have to do. But I also think that that just means we always have a lot of, you know, changes and a lot of, well, this would have worked last year, but it won't work this year. And it's just a little bit weird for a sport that's been so traditional for the, its entire history to now being a, one that may make modifications here and there every off season. Yeah. And it seems like that started in all professional sports a few years ago. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just the constant turn of how they're going to, uh, how they're going to, you know, um, crown champion really you yeah. know and it just yeah. just always changes so yeah i don't know I, I know what you mean it seems like there's no consistency um but you know i, I mean i love the postseason and i understand that that's the biggest draw so mm-hmm. they're gonna try to uh to emphasize that any way they can and they be an mlb and the union right. um yeah it it, it 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 i'm ready for it to start just to see how it goes and see the oddity of it all and and and, and uh and all that, but yeah, this is this is probably just a few year experiment before they fully go with the you know the format like we've been talking about, where everybody hosts a three game. We'll see. Yeah, and at least I will say that if they're going to do you know two get two teams get a buy, at least it's the Dodgers who are you know what 107 wins. Yeah, and then the Mets and the Braves who have significant win totals too. Uh, you know if the Cardinals came like one game short of you know, of being in one of those teams, I think it'd be a lot more frustrating. At least the teams that are getting the buys this year, clearly at least record wise have reason to get those buys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. And that's, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just so torn on it. It's just, yeah. that's the unnatural part to me is the, uh, is the rush to sit. You know, in a game where you play every day, and that's that's the emphasis of it. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about this. What are you, if you're the Mets and the Braves? I mean, they're playing this weekend, right? We the the Atlanta won last night, so they're tied at the division. Are, are you going full out both this week and you know whatever the three games that they have after that to get that spot? Is it? I mean, I guess it is that important to go full out and. Rest, hope you get that rest. But if you've come up short, 
you know, put you at a significant could put you at a significant disadvantage for that first round, even though you'd be hosting it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I I had uh, I thought about that because you're like, well, how much is the rest important? Mm-hmm. Um, I there's probably more pride in winning the division at this point, you know, and maybe financial gain. Um, the, uh, the but yeah, I, I thought about that. I was uh, I I said, well, yeah, how can you balance out your pitching to where you know that even if you go uh, pedal to the metal, that you can come back and uh, if you fall short, come back and and get a first round round uh, first round advantage. Still, you know, I don't know. I mean, would you want San Diego coming in full bore at this point because they're going to be able to rest and face your number three? I I don't know. I mean, it's that's it. You have to think that out a little bit. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, they're definitely. A lot of different issues, um, and I'm you know I guess for some degree this is what baseball wants, right? They uh, they want um, interest in the last week. They want different um, issues and things like that. Like I, I guess the American League's kind of set now, right? The Mariners got in last night; uh, they're clinched. So it's all. I don't think there's a whole lot of there's not any positioning over there. Um, but you know, there's still a lot to, to determine in the national league. And that's, I mean, that's what baseball wants. They want interest. They want September to not be, you know, a whole bunch of teams playing out the string. And, yeah. you know, you can argue about how they got there. And I, you know, would definitely be glad to do that, but you know, to some degree they're getting what they want. Um, and I'm, I think there are other ways to do it. And I think that, you know, um, you know, if the, Right now, if you had two divisions and the Braves and Mets were in the same division, you know, if the winner went to the World Series and the loser went home, yeah, that's a little bit of a, that's a lot of drama this week too, right? So, I mean, there's different ways to do it, but um, it's it's showing, right now, at least for the first year of this, it's it's not so bad and we'll see, we'll see how it goes going forward. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, again, the Braves, you know, the Braves and the Mets, there's another reason not to, um, you know, another reason to try to get that seed is you don't have to face the Dodgers until the championship series, right? I mean, if if whoever falls short, like right now, I think Atlanta, it's Atlanta and San Diego, and then whoever wins that plays the Dodgers, you know, that that's a big deal, or it can be. I mean, it, maybe you think you match up well against the Dodgers, but I I think there's another layer to that, that series this weekend of trying to avoid not only to get that second seed and maybe to rest, but also to avoid having the Dodgers as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would probably be the goal. I think those, those West coast teams is just different. I mean, we look at the monster out there that, uh, that wins so many games and has the roster that's unending. But I think that uh, that's one of those that where the West coast teams are like, okay, let's, let's take our best shot because we know what they're all about type situation. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, there's something to me that feels like the Padres are, are laying in the weeds on this. Um, it, I don't think they're as good as they expected, but I still think they're pretty dang dangerous. And that's uh, and I think that they're they they you get that feeling. Is it more of a West Coast deal, or is it one of those? Hey, we're the forgotten team because you know we're second place behind the Dodgers in the in the in the teams in uh, New York and. Uh, and Atlanta are beating each other up, and we're just sitting here waiting to see who we play while the other t- wild card team is battling just to get in. I mean, they, they seem to be in a pretty good spot. Yeah, and I think that's a thing we tend to also forget at times 
when it comes to the playoffs, and this is, can be very relevant to the Cardinals as well, is, you know, the edge between any of these teams is not real strong in any game, right? I mean, these games are going to be 55-45 type of splits, right? I don't think there's ever a spot. I mean, if you're taking a whole 162 games, you go with the Dodgers because, yeah, they put up 107 wins, but they've got the team that can definitely play over long haul. They're the favorites in a short series, but that favoritism is not as strong. And, you know, you win game one and all of a sudden everything flips. So I think basically what I'm trying to say is like, you know, again, you get to the postseason, as we always know, anything can happen. And it's not even that crazy to think that, okay, well, you know, the Padres can beat the Dodgers, even though they didn't in the regular season. I mean, it's just because, okay, well, if one game Juan Soto hits a couple of home runs at the right spot, then all of a sudden that changes. That can change the entire yeah. right there. Yeah, completely agree. And that's, uh, and you know, he's heating up. That, that's just one of those where they, they can be coming together at the right time. It's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure the Dodgers necessarily want to see them early. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe so. Well, we spent 20 minutes. We hadn't really even talked about the Cardinals. This is this is a Cardinals podcast, in case y'all are, are wondering. And so we'll talk a little bit about this team. Again, the, the clinch on on um, on Monday or Tuesday in Milwaukee. Uh, and then, uh, you know, in a game that was, it was just a, just a game, right? I mean, it was a game they got out to early. And after as that game went along, it was just fairly clear that they were just going to hold on and, and then win. And then we haven't, you know, they, they, what they, they lost on Wednesday because everybody was hung over probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, 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 and there was a lot, a lineup that was not designed to win necessarily. Uh, and then we see last night that the Cardinals come back out and played well against the pirates. Again, it's hard to this weekend is in the next six game, the next five games are going to be a little bit hard to judge. You know, if Adam Wainwright has a great game on Wednesday, on Sunday, is it Adam Wainwright's back or is it Adam Wainwright dominating the Pirates like he always does? But it was just kind of good to see, uh, even though it was a closer game than you probably like to see against Pittsburgh at this time of year, um, a good, solidly well-played game for the most part. And um, I think you see a couple more of those, you feel pretty good about at least, you know, that the way this team can go into the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I'm sure there's a little bit of pressure valve release right now going on. Um, and uh, you know, Scott, do your job, get it done and, and get ready. You know, that's what I think the mindset is at this point. Don't get hurt. Um, and uh, yeah, just this part of the way. I wish the rotation had a little bit more rest. Uh, Michael's made me feel a little bit better about things, but uh, I do wish that there would have been a day that they could skip throughout um and they just yeah it, it just happened too late there is some of that and I, i'm going to be interested to see how things go this week we saw a good outing from jack flaherty last night he went six innings but and, and it's good i mean i, I want to talk about jack flaherty but i don't six innings is the part i'm looking at i don't think we see anybody else go that long this week that's going to be in the pitching staff right i mean yeah if Dakota Hudson makes a spot start, he may go six innings, but he's not going to start a game in the postseason. Um, and I think he will. I think I think he will probably make a spot start. I think there's a good chance that Woodford does. Um, because I could see them letting those guys start and then bringing in 
like Michaelis to pitch an inning or two when he would be throwing on the side anyway. Um, and, and giving a little bit of rest while still letting them stay sharp. I mean, is that, or do you, do you think they just start them and let them pitch three innings and then let anybody else figure it, fill it, fill in? Nah, I, I, I'm really not sure how they're going to do it. Um, I don't know. They're going to try to get their guys work, all that good stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm not really sure. I, it, it's one of those to where I, it, it seems like a lot of times they, they won't want the guys pitching out of the bullpen just for, um, you know, just for a different look, different feel. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm not really sure. I just hope they're able to be creative and building some rest in some way. Which also boils into what does the first round rotation look like, right? I mean, who's your number? I mean, if you're going by your normal routine game one would be Adam Wainwright, but I don't, there's been a lot of talk about Adam Wainwright and what his postseason future looks like. Right. And I, I have a real hard time believing that they would not throw Adam Wainwright in a postseason series at home. Um, but I also understand that right now, it's hard to say that he's one of your top three starters. So how does this, how do you see the rotation for this, for this first series? I would be, I would be blown away shocked if it didn't go Wainwright, Michaelis and Montgomery still. I think so. I do. I mean, I, I don't think, yeah, I, I feel that way. Um, I, I, it's, I think that you would, the rest that you're going to see more than anything will be Wainwright. Cause he'll probably get the game one. I, that's the setup that one, that's what I would use. And I'd be blown away if that's not the setup they use. And that's very possible. I'm not, I don't disagree with that. I, I think I do wonder if Montgomery's start next start. And that's, is that today? That's today in it. Um, does it influence a little bit? We've seen him struggle a little bit this lately. Of course, comparatively, he would have to have. But I wonder with Jack Flaherty going as well as he has over the last couple of starts, especially, if they don't prefer him in a game three winner take all over over Montgomery. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, it's not that the Montgomery's a bad choice. Um, I just, I don't know how they would choose that. I mean, it may be, you know, going over a guy that's been a little bit more successful long-term or the guy that has a bit more of a hot hand in Flaherty going currently. So I don't know. That's, that's my wonder. I also feel like if Adam Wainwright starts somebody set like a Dakota Hudson or, you know, maybe that's where Jack Flaherty comes in is, you know, if, if, if Adam Wainwright gets in trouble in the first inning, they go get him. And that kind of stuff. Um, and they don't let him try to work it out. They they've got somebody ready to go. Yeah. The uh, so I read a deal that said that the, that uh, that the Cardinals are leaning toward going with a uh, full five man rotation throughout the playoffs, and mm-hmm. that would be with a with the idea of starting whichever three you have, and then going with the you know the next two in a potential uh, five gamer. Which to me would line up to be Quintana and Flaherty, um, yeah. but you know I don't know. 
for lack of a better better term, I do feel like we're getting Flaherty stuck down our throat a little bit. Mm. You know what I mean? And I don't. Uh, I'm not sure if that's right or wrong, but uh, but uh, is that where their confidence is right now? You know, that's a good question. So you think you think that is it that they want Flaherty to be good, and, I so. or do you? In, even though he may not be, that's your, you know what you're saying. Yeah, I think that they have the most confidence in him starting the game, and I'm not sure that's the best okay. way to approach it. I got you. I got you. Um, that may be. I mean, if nothing, the one thing about Flaherty uh, and the way this season has gone is he's fresh, um, fresher than others. Now that doesn't, you know, I haven't thrown in a long time. I'm fresh. That doesn't do you any good. Um, but. You know, I I don't know. I think that's a very interesting possibility that they do have a lot of faith in that. I I don't know. I think that we've seen Ali Marmol do a lot of good things. And so it may mean less about who starts yeah. and more about how fast he's willing to get them out of the start if it goes bad. Sure, sure. And you know what? And I feel like we have... I, I feel like the evidence is there that he'll be pretty quick to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I I think so, too. I think... Yeah, I don't think... I, I trust Ollie Marmol to go get Adam Wainwright in the first inning more than I would have trusted Mike Bethine or even Mike Schilt, probably. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... You know, Ollie's been great about the... Um, the sentimentality of this season, you know, of, of Wainwright and Pujols and Molina and all that. But I also know that he has juggled trying to win with that. And once the postseason comes, all the sentiment goes. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't, you're not starting Pujols at first for any game. I don't, I mean, no, the way Pujols is hitting, I think you probably can start him at DH every game and that's fine. Probably. Yeah. Um, I don't think that that sentiment is what we've seen is just the fact that Albert's been that good. Um, and some of the option, other options are, have not. Um, but yeah, I don't, you know, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how they use Yachty or Molina in the postseason, right? Cause it feels like they've not used Yachty much over the last week or two. And I don't know if that's to rest him for playing a lot in the, you know, in October, or if that's Yachty's get the, the legs are in issues or becoming a problem again. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Something I thought about. It. I mean, then, uh, you know, Kisner has, has been able to swing the bat a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's, that would be intriguing to see how that, how that would play. Yeah. yeah. And I, you can't use the postseason as a learning experience type of thing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not saying that, but you know, it would be nice if Andrew Kisner had a little bit of postseason experience, right? Um, because unless something significantly changes and we have time to talk about that in the coming weeks, you know, he's, he's your starter next year. And this is a team that expects to be in the playoffs again next year. Um, so I think it's very important, especially uh, from a catcher to not, I don't know how well rookie catchers do in the, in the postseason when they're the main guys, right? So, you know, it would be different for him next year for sure, but it'd be nice for him to have a two or three or four games because I'd mean, like to see a deep run for the Cardinals. 
um, with some experience. Now, that being said, if Yachty's healthy and got the you know stamina, there's a lot to say for keeping Yachty out there. I, I get that, especially for how he deals with the pitching staff. But, you know, I if if he's if his legs aren't there, if he's having some problems, I don't think it's that big a deal to let Kisner have a game or two here and there because he's caught all these guys on a fairly regular basis. Maybe not as well as Yachty, but nobody's going to do it as well as Yachty. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, you know, you have the big moment type situations as well. You know that uh, that we always talk about. Yeah, it yeah, uh, yeah it, it it's going to be interesting to see how everything's played down the stretch. Uh, I I'm surprised. There's a element to me that that may tell me that uh, he's pretty banged up right now, Molina, and has been all year. Still seems to step up quite a bit, but uh, um. I think that that's led to more of the um, well, and it may be pulls, you know, as well. That's that's uh, that's opened the eyes of maybe playing Kisner a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they, let's I say mean, that the pools influence how yeah. really he has been to set. Yeah, and that's 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 possible. Um, you know, again, Yachty missing what two months yeah. uh, and just being gone. Um, loses him a little bit of leverage. I mean, not much because of what he's done the last 19 years, but there's still some of that of, Hey, Kisner has played. And we know that Kisner, it seems like, and I mean, Kisner just not too long ago was in a, what a one over 24 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was stretched over a lot of games. And it feels like when he plays regularly, he can get into some sort of hitting groove. And we saw, you know, he had two home runs, both of them hit the top of the wall in Milwaukee. Um, he's got, I assume he's got more home runs this year than Yachty does. I'd have to look it up. It's real close, uh, and probably less time. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm. I don't think Kisner's a black hole that yeah. we have seen him at times to be, and I don't think he catches as bad of a game that he's just you know a real liability out there. So, I mean, they both bring different things, and if you've you know a fresh Yachty and a fresh Kisner, you're probably going with a fresh Yachty right now, but you may not have those options. So yeah, I think that's going to be something that's interesting to watch the usage of, um, you know, we, we've talked some points in time this year about how the playoff season roster is not going to be a big issue to choose and to make, you know, decide who's going to be on there. Um, now all of a sudden there are 28 Cardinals plus about two that are about to come back. So that means they got to cut down to you know, 26. I, I assume in the postseason. I don't, maybe you're completely wrong. I don't know. You know, and during the year, it's a 13-13 split. I don't know if the postseason's like that or not. Um, but maybe it is, maybe it's not. I, I don't know. I can see it either way. Um, but they're going to have to cut at least four guys out of the mix of people. If Tyler O'Neill and Jordan Hicks um, are in that mix, it sounds like both of those guys... Jordan Hicks sounds more definite to be ready for the postseason. Um, are you expecting either one of those to be playing in on the October roster? Uh, man, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. As we get so late, I keep worrying about that to see how complete the roster is going to be and how complete the bullpen. You and I were just bragging about it for the last two weeks about how effective it was and how Hicks had turned it around. And now we may not see either one of them, you know, or either player. I don't know. It's it's so tough to say. The runway's running out. 
and and you don't know, and they seem to be playing well without. So, I mean, your guess is as good as mine at this point. You know, I I just the injuries with those two is just frustrating. Yeah, it, it is. I I think I could see Hicks because it sounds like Hicks may even get a chance to pitch in Pittsburgh. Um, which, if that's the case, yeah. And if you've if you've got a healthy Hicks, he's on the roster. I just don't know about Tyler O'Neill. I just part of me just doesn't feel like he's going to get back in yeah. time, at least not for first round. And, and maybe you know that's a good thing. You can change your roster between rounds, and you know maybe in a week if the Cardinals get past Philadelphia or Milwaukee, whoever that is, he can be ready to go against the Mets or the Braves or, or whoever they're going to face there. Um, you know, but for this first round, I really just don't think he's going to make it. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, I mean, it, it's almost like hey, the forgotten man issue, you know what I mean? With him, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's just, it's just so frustrating because it seems like all year, this is what we've had. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not, I mean, even though O'Neill played most of the second half, it's just, just feels like that kind of lost year Yeah, for a guy that did 35, whatever home runs last year. Um, MVP talk toward the end of the season. Right. Right. And legitimately, I think he even got MVP votes. What like, you know, down the ballot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, now if he's healthy, I'd rather him over Corey Dickerson. Um, especially the way Dickerson has fallen off, but I don't think, boy, I just, I don't know who would get cut for O'Neill. Cause I have a problem imagining. I, I mean, yeah, I have problem imagining that they let Corey, even though they should, I think, I think he'd be the best one to clear out. I have problems imagining that Corey Dickerson would come off of this postseason roster. Yeah. Um, but okay. So just looking at it, I mean, Burleson and Deluzio come off without any problem. Um, on the pitching side, I think Jojo Romero has struggled enough. I mean, he looked good when they first got him, but he struggled enough. He's, he doesn't make the roster. Um, I'm a little bit interested to see if I could easily see them leaving Andre Pallante off the, off the roster. Um, that seems unreal, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just after where he, I mean, how valuable he's been. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he has been, but he seems to have, and I'd have to pull it up, but it just doesn't, it feels like it's been a while. Yeah. We've got a really good uh, Palante outing. I would think it's been a month of shows. Close. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's probably had one or two in there that were okay, but, you know, or maybe not extensive. Let's look at this game log. Maybe, I'm, you know, he threw last night and get, didn't give up any runs, but he gave up a hit and a walk in less than an inning gave up a run against Milwaukee uh, pitched a good inning against the Dodgers on the 25th but um, he's had a couple here and there but it does feel like he's always got runners on he's not pitched over an inning since the end of August which is he gave a pitch that three innings against the Reds um, I, I don't know I mean Palante is actually, I think, the only guy, I'd have to look, one of the only guys that's been on the roster since opening day completely. You know, I mean, not not on the injured list, not on the reserve list, not on the bereavement list. 
not on the paternity list, which, you know, all uh, is enough of, of those, but I think he's been there every day and there's going to be a, if it comes down to a tiebreaker, that's going to be in his favor that they're going to reward him for that. Yeah. Yeah. I can um, see that. Yeah. So, but you know, I'm not sure when I mean, just looking at the pitching staff, who else comes off besides Romero and you're going to, I mean, if you're cutting it down evenly, another pitcher has to come off. And that's not even accounting if you bring in Hicks. Um, and then you have to cut like two. Um, I don't, you know, like I said, Romero's out. Do you, do you not take Woodford figuring that Hudson gives you everything Woodford does? I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. That's I don't know. I don't know. That one's tough. The uh, it seems like Woodford gets the uh, the the short in the stick quite a bit on those moves, and they they actually really like like Hudson. So I, I mean, whether and we've even talked that maybe they don't like him as much as we kind of expected. <laughs> you know, I mean, at points this year. So I, you know what, I don't know. It is going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they how they make that up. I, because I really, I really don't know. I mean, that's it's been the their usage. They haven't really played their hand a whole a whole heck of a lot this year on those deals. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, because both those both those guys have had ups and downs. I mean, Hudson's pitching well right now, and you you know if that's the case, that's good. But Woodford's pitched pretty well too. I mean, without having to look up his his game log, I don't remember any time. I mean, that he's had a problem. Um. You know, do you leave off? Do you leave off a? You probably leave off a Katana, right, for the first round, assuming you're not going to use him. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would think so. I mean, I guess that's that's where you you leave off a, a Katana or, a, you know, like I said, I mean, if you're gonna if you're going to backstop Wainwright, you probably do need the Montgomerys and the Flaherty. Yeah, even if one of them isn't going to start. Um. But yeah, Quintana and Romero would be easy with. I, yeah, I'm thinking Palante. I think he's hanging by a thread right now. Uh, and, and then again, it's not anything necessarily wrong with him because he's. I mean, without looking, but I'm sure he's pitched more innings. He's pitched. You know, he's been more active. This is he's probably hitting a bit of a wall. I would think. Um, just you know, because this is a rookie year, and that's what happens with rookies uh, after their first full year in the in the big league. So. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's, and again, with the rosters being able to be shifted around, you could take him off for the first round and, and then put him back on the second if you wanted to. Um, but that's was watching him just last night. I, I kind of felt like maybe he's kind of pitching himself off of that roster. Yeah. Yeah. You may be right. That's, uh, you know, and name brand may, may make a difference in a Hudson in that, you know, and it, it may boot him out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, there's, Again, you don't think about the future too much when you're playing in for the here and now, but if if it's a tiebreaker between a guy that they think is going to be around for three or four years versus a guy that they're not real sure about, you know, they'll probably go with the guy that's going to be around for three or four yeah. years. So, um, anyway, this week should be interesting to see some usage. Um, I mean, we kind of saw that last, you know, last night they bring in Gallegos in the sixth. 
uh, with runners on, I think, to try to see if he can get out of the inning, um, which he did. Um, yeah, I guess it's been a little bit shaky of the late, but it, it you just never know, right? I mean, that's and that's with pitchers in general, but for the most part, boy, postseason you feel pretty good about you know, that bullpen, you know, if your starters, if you can have a leave it after five, you feel pretty good about maybe winning that game because that bullpen is, is still a really strong strength, uh, especially with Helsley at the back of it. Yeah. 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 I completely agree. It's got to turn it around because they're, you know, we had talked the last couple of weeks about how it could, how we always think it's going to be a strength. It was a little bit weak there for a little bit. They've kind of re, uh, cut that, uh, that set second breath and they, they're actually really, really good right now. And they don't need to because the offense still, I mean, they scored two runs against Pittsburgh last night, one of which was Albert Pujols 701, um, who tends to, I guess Albert likes to give us something to talk about. He keeps hitting them on Friday nights. Um, but, you know, it's, and it's Johan Oviedo, who the Cardinals have never faced, obviously, but should know. Um and they had a couple of opportunities and, you know, I know that Arenado got robbed on a really good play with two outs and two on. Um, they had a couple of things that just didn't go their way, but again, you're playing Pittsburgh at the end of the year. You'd like to see them be able to put up a little bit more consistent offense. And that has, I mean, again, the next couple of days they could put up 10 runs and we would all feel fine, but yeah, you know, Winning two to one against Pittsburgh at the last week of the season, when you're you're you know when you've got your whole lineup out there, is I don't say it's a concern, but it's not exactly what you want to see. No, it's not. I mean, it's it's one of those to where you feel like they're just one big game away from coming into it, just because they have the big names now that that we've been pulling for for the last three or four years. But it's still this has gone on a lot longer than I expected. And kind of worries me when you're looking at a potential second round with uh, with Degrom and Scherzer. You know what I mean? If you can get through a first right. round with with big big starters, so you would like to see a little bit more uptick. But you know that it may be a scratch and claw like it always is in the playoffs. So so yeah, it, it, you you still want to see your superstars take over a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and again, we keep pointing out, but you know. It's been since September 7th since Paul Goldschmidt hit a home run. Uh, yeah. Um, go ahead. No, no, no. I agree. I just about brought that up. Yeah. And I mean, his, his OPS has dropped under 1,000 for the first time, I think, all year. Um, well, at least since May. Um, he got over there. Um, you know, he lost 10 points on his average, which is okay. Um and, I mean, he's still doing well. He's still going to be the year MVP, but, you know, there, there needs to be, let's see, since he's hit his last home run, let me let me do this real quick. But since he's hit his last home run, he's played in 18 games and has six doubles. And no, uh, that's it. That's, that's, a, that's all the extra base hits. I mean, he has, you know, he has 11 singles. Um and he struck out 21 times, which is a little bit weird for it only walked five, which is a little bit weird. I mean, it's all, it's all good. It's fine. It's not Paul Goldschmidt, at least, especially not the Paul Goldschmidt we saw, you know, through August. Um, he's got to get on track, right? I, I don't, I don't think there's a real clear way that the Cardinals, I mean, I'm sure there's always a way, but it would be really surprising that the Cardinals went very deep in October if Paul Goldschmidt's not hitting. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, – to see the um, – did he have – he had a three-hit game in Milwaukee, correct? 
No, just two. Was it two in a game? Okay. I kind of thought that I was like, okay, you, uh, now you're close. You didn't get to it. And, and, and maybe that's the uptick we, we need to see. But, uh, but yeah, you, you think that you're going to have to get some major production out of two through five, you know, right, right away. And it would really help if he would pick up back to that MVP pace. And you're right. I mean, the last three games, counting the two games, the two games from Milwaukee and last night, he's five for 11 um, with a double. So um, still four strikeouts, no walks. But, you know, maybe he's getting, maybe he's starting to see it a little bit better and then maybe the power will come. Because, I mean, you'd rather have Paul Goldschmidt cold right now than, you know, next week. I mean, if he's going to have to get cold at some point in time, do it now. And then hopefully, like you said, hopefully seeing some pirate pitching um, over this last few days, hopefully it kind of tunes everybody up pretty well um, and they can start, you know, getting on a hot streak. And, and that's the other thing with the expanded playoffs, right? I mean, for any team, it's difficult to keep a hot streak going over what, you know, three, four series like that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see which teams are able to, you know, to deal with when the, when the bats aren't going or anything like that. And, and if, you know, the Cardinals have had some experience in that. So hopefully I feel like they've got a roster that can scratch out runs if they need to. Um, you know, they obviously have some speed. They obviously have guys that can hit, you know, for average. Um, they're not completely reliant on the home run, although it's a very big part of their game. Um, because yeah, you get into the postseason, you don't necessarily get a chance to hit a whole lot of home runs. Yeah. Yeah, this the elite pitching seems to stand out. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, um, you know, it's also the last weekend for Pujols and Yachty for sure. It, I don't think anybody can figure out Adam Wainwright yet. I kind of, I really wish that if Wainwright knew, and I don't know that he does. I, I he probably doesn't. He probably is going to go home after the season and talk with his family and weigh all the pros and cons. But I kind of wish that if he knew that he wasn't coming back, he'd say so like today Uh, so that we know tomorrow is, you know, to really get a chance to appreciate the last Adam Wainwright regular season start, because if he goes away in the off season, I mean, yeah, they'll bring him back for Adam Wainwright day and they'll probably retire his number and things of that nature. And, you know, all that, but I don't know that it's quite the same. And I guess everybody's probably going to treat this one as his last one, just in case, but um, it'd be kind of nice to, to know. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny that I, I thought about that of what the mindset is on this, that uh, mm-hmm. the celebration of the two, he probably doesn't want to take away from them. You admit it. And you probably do take away a little bit of the luster, but you know, the, uh, the, the storybook ending makes a lot of sense. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not so certain. Are you? What's your gut feeling that he does next year? Um, you know, I've been—I don't want to say out of it, but I've been pretty consistent in thinking he probably doesn't come back. Yeah. Um, I think that my thinking has been he doesn't want the farewell tour. Sure. Um, I think he wants to be a little bit more subtle than that. Um. I also think that not pitching to Yachty is going to be a big deal for him Um, because we've seen, not that he can't throw to other people, but it's, it's harder work, especially in what 
in theory would be your last year or one of your last years. You never know, I guess, without a way. But when you're 40 something years old, like you've done this for almost 20 years with the same person to then have to every time really have to work at thinking about things instead of having that easy connection. Um, that's not something you necessarily want to do at the very end of your career. Yeah. Um, my, you know, my father still complains about, you know, some of the computers and stuff at, at work. Um, you know, he, he'd do tax returns by hand. I think if he, if they'd let him, um, you know, and he always says, well, I, I you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to learn all this stuff. Cause you know, it's I'm like, yeah, you've been saying that for 15 years. You're still working. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, but, but still there is a thing where I, if I'm at the end of a, if, end of a run, I don't necessarily want to, you know, spend a whole lot of work. So, that's my thinking. And the dead arm that we're seeing right now, I think probably gives him a little bit of pause that, you know, what happens if this happens again next year? Do I really want to go out there and risk, you know, being on the injured list, being, you know, being just ineffective, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. I, I think it all, I don't, I think he was really close to not coming back this year. So I think all those options push him over the edge and he doesn't come back next year. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I can see that it's uh, all those things together. And I think it's, I think you touched on the, probably the most important one is that uh, I don't think he wants to take away from the spotlight right now. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you think he's coming back? Five fifty fifty. Um, I don't know. I, it's, it's, I, I really, it's tough to. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm honestly not sure. New character actually says no. No. Now I think I think everybody agrees. If they win the World Series, it's pretty off. I, I think it's almost guaranteed he doesn't come back if they win yeah. the World Series. Because um, you know you get to go out. There's no. There is. I don't think there's anything Adam Wainwright could do, save maybe throw a no hitter, that would top. Winning World Series with Yachty with Albert in their last year. Yeah. I, there's just, I mean, there's just nothing. I mean, there's nothing that he could do after that that would be as good as that. Um, I do think there's a, a part of Adam Wainwright that wants to be a participant in another World Series uh, or especially a win because you know he, he closed down 06, but he wasn't around for 11, and you know they lost in 13, which. It, I'd have to, you know, wasn't all wasn't all his fault, but it, it didn't necessarily pitch, you know, great. Yeah, um, I think there's a part of him that would like to have another ring, and if they if he feels like they're close, you know, maybe that's enough to push him back for 23. But I, yeah, I, you know, again, I just, I just don't, I, I'm just not thinking it's going to happen. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it is. I mean. And, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see when he decides, you know, if he does come back, what his contract looks for like for next year, um, what the usage is for him next year. I mean, he's thrown a lot of innings over the last three years. I know the talking about bird guys were talking about it. He's like second since 2019, I think, in innings pitched in the major leagues. Yeah. You know, I, I got to think that there's – if he comes back, it's a situation where he's, I don't know. Part of me is like, if he comes back, he's going to be that mentality of, 
I'm going to pitch every day and I'm going to pitch seven innings and that's, I'm a starting pitcher, blah, blah, blah. But I think there's also a thing of the, the team might say, look, we're going to have to figure out a better way to manage your workload so yeah. that you're not running into a wall or, or dead arm or whatever. We want to phrase this at the most important time of the year. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Next year could be a, uh, an exciting, uh, it, 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 an interesting new take on Cardinal baseball. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, and we've talked a little bit about 23 already, but, I mean, you know, no Yachty, um, you know, maybe no Wainwright. Even if so, he's in a different role. Um, a lot of different shifts. But then you also look at 23, and you know, this time next year, we may be talking about Jordan Walker in the major leagues. You know, I mean, we may be really starting to – you know, Mason Wynn may be knocking on the door. We may be getting really close to – we may be in that transition part to that next era of Cardinal baseball, and it's just never been so drastic yeah. as it is this year with, with those three guys, maybe all three of those guys walking away. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, – you know, on it to, to, on it, to end it up, I, uh, I was really impressed with the Mason Wynn here in Tulsa. Oh yeah, he was the one that I'm telling you. He was the one that now body wise alone, Walker is impressive. He's a big, big individual. But uh, when is he sees something else? I was really impressed with him. Yeah, I, I and I think, man, there's so many interesting things that can affect that. I mean, that's so many different topics for the for the off season. Exactly. Because, you know, if it's not for Mason Wynn, I think the Cardinals go out and find a shortstop this offseason, like a big shortstop. Yeah. But with Mason Wynn coming up, do you – I mean, because there's – it feels pretty clear that Paul DeYoung is not – Yeah, yeah, that completely agree. Uh, um, so, you know, and again, those are topics for later, but, you know, there's some of those ramifications and, you know, what do you do on a, a Cardinal team? Again, we don't know how far they go, but a team that – isn't going to lose very many people and the people they're losing. I mean, they're icons, but you have replacements for them. We'll see how good the replacements are, but you know, um, you know, what kind of off season do you have? Is it a quiet off season? And I don't know. So anyway, we'll get there hopefully a long time from now, because yeah. hopefully the Cardinals make a big long run and win the world series. And we can talk about that for a month and then talk about the off season. Yeah. Um, a good week again, big weekend in St. Louis. I mean, the crowds are, are crazy. Um, you know, I can't imagine what it's going to be like. Cause there's at, uh, um, Albert's starting at first on Sunday, right? Oh yeah. No without a doubt. He didn't start at first and yeah. Yachty's behind the plate and Wainwright's pitching. I mean, and then, Oh, I mean, I mean, there's a possibility that they pull those guys out. I don't know. Do you pull them out at the same time? Mm. Or do you do it one at a time yeah. so everybody can – you know, I mean, yeah, Wainwright's Wayne a different situation because if Wainwright's struggling early, then you just – you have to pull him. And you don't necessarily want to pull Albert and Yachty in the third inning or anything like that. <laughs> um, but especially Albert and Yachty, I honestly expect they would probably – probably in the eighth inning – They'll let them take their place in the field and then send out Goldschmidt and, and Kisner and bring them off. And that, man, that's going to be amazing. Um, I mean, the stadium may not stand. Yeah. Uh, after that's done. It's, uh, it's just, 
this weekend and, and seeing some of the stuff and, and just thinking about how these guys aren't going to be there. You know, it gets you a little emotional. Sure. I, I mean, I, I mean, it, it's, it seems a little silly cause you know, it's, you know, we'll go into the next year of baseball and we've been without Albert for 10 years, yeah. but just knowing that those, you know, the, the pillars aren't going to be there. It's, um, it's crazy. And it, it's hard, it's hard to imagine. You were and I were talking before the show about the, the series they did on, on the videos they did the last inning videos. Um, man, I mean, that's, and it just shows, I mean, I just can't imagine. You know, I was trying to think about players in the league or, or whatever that we get this kind of, get this kind of reaction when they retired. I mean, there's going to be so, I, I mean, maybe Miguel Cabrera would get something like that. Um, because he's a 500 home run hitter and he's been with Detroit for a long time. I'm sure Detroit has those connections with him. Um, but I mean, there's just not legends out there like these guys are. I mean, Mike Trout, it's gone a long way to go, but you know, I'm sure he's going to be a kind of like, I like that. I don't, I don't know who else gets this kind of, you know, response in their final year like not only from their hometown team but nationally as well yeah it's uh uh yeah it, it would be awesome to be there yeah i really yeah part of, i mean really hating you know they put the big uh cards up for people to sign i'm like man you know I it'd know. be nice to it'd be really cool to be there to be able to do that and i mean watching it on tv is great but yeah, I, I am a little bit jealous of all those people that have had a chance to go this weekend. And if you are one of them and you're listening to the show, then we're all jealous of you and mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and enjoy it, I guess, is the biggest thing we can say. Um, all right. So, again, five games left with Pittsburgh, two in Bush, three in PNC Park. Uh, how many more home runs does Albert hit between now and the end of the year? He'll hit another one this weekend. He'll hit one on Sunday. Sunday. Okay, I think that's fair. I think he also hits. I mean, that's absolutely fair. I think he's got one for Pittsburgh too. Probably love the PNC. Yeah. So uh, you know, it'd be interesting. Seven to three. I'd like to see him. What he's five five RBIs short of of Babe Ruth for second place. I mean, I'd like a couple runners on if he's going to hit a home run, so he can get maybe an RBI total total as well. Um, um, And again, next Friday, Cardinals are playing in Bush. We just don't know who yet. Um, but next Saturday, Alan, I'll be here to, to talk about the end of the regular season and that first game of the playoffs. Um, but until then, for Alan, I'm Daniel. Good night. Good night. He hits it in the air to left field. Back is Chavez. At the wall, this ball is gone. Two-run home run, Yadier Molina. And St. Louis takes a 3-1 to one, ninth inning game seven lead.